Hey there, and welcome to the Two Mom Life Podcast, a show for moms like us balancing it all and ready to live an inspired and full life. Everybody, welcome. I'm your host, Jody Fried, mom of four, Jewish community professional, and mother's empowerment coach. Motherhood is a journey, and on this podcast, inspired by Jewish thought, you will learn from other moms, receive practical advice, and loads of inspiration. Motherhood is messy and certainly not perfect. So here is to mom life, to finding your way, to finding perfect moments. Here is to you. Hey, 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 welcome back to the Two Mom Life podcast. How amazing it is to be back here with you. And we are kicking off today with an interview that I did with Hana Vula. Now, Hana is a mom. She homeschools her kids and she also puts together some pretty cool workbooks for both adults and children that are sold on Amazon. And in this episode, I loved a lot of things about it, but one of my favorite aspects of this episode was just learning about Hannah's journey and where it's taken her. And I think we all have journeys. We all have ways, you know, that we get to where we are and reasons why we are where we are. It was just really fun and cool to hear from Hannah Vula about where she is, who she is, and her process, her journey as a mother and as a Jewish mother. So listen in. Of course, please share your feedback with me. Please post and tag us on social media, on Instagram stories. We will absolutely reshare whatever you share. I so appreciate you tuning in. As you know, I don't take it lightly that you choose to spend your time here with us on the Two Mind Life podcast. So thank you. Thank you. And until next time. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Two Mom Life podcast. We are now in season two. We have made it this far, and it's amazing to be back here with you. Today, I have a very special guest, Hanna Vula, and we connected over Instagram, I think, a while back. I don't remember exactly how, but I like her work. She likes my work. And now we're at this point where she is here on the podcast. Hannah has a really interesting story, an interesting background, and she's created some amazing Jewish workbooks for kids, educational workbooks focused around, you know, the Jewish holidays. She'll tell us so much more, but what sets these workbooks apart from any other workbook is the way that they are educational and infused with Jewish content, which you really don't see quality workbooks like that infused with Judaism so much right now. So she's really a pioneer and we'll see, we'll see where this conversation goes, but I'm really excited to be here with you, Hannah. And guys, thank you for tuning in. You know that we don't take your time lightly here on the Two Mom Life podcast. So we're going to make it worth your while. Hannah, do you want to take a minute and introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about who you are and what got you started on your journey. Um, yeah. Okay. So first of all, thank you so much for having me. My name's Hannah. What got me started writing? is just seeing there's a need for it. I homeschool my kids 
and they're very highly creative. I see that they just need more of an outlet and more of a place to put their creativity in a Jewish way that I just wasn't finding. So then I said, you know, I can just create them myself. <laughs> so my oldest is 10. I have a seven-year-old. I have a five-year-old. I have another one who is just turning three next week. <laughs> she just came into the room. <laughs> um, <laughs> Mom life um, at its finest. <laughs> and I have a baby one who's one. Very nice. Wow. And do they all use your workbooks? Yeah, Baruch Hashem, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. So you have a really interesting story and I want our listeners to hear this because I think they're going to, sure. you know, get a lot of inspiration or chizuk or, you know, just interest from your story. So walk us through what got okay. you where you are today. There's so much to my story, <laughs> but I guess, I guess everyone has so much to say about their own life, right? So I guess after I met my husband, I guess so I'll talk about starting that point on. Perfect. Okay, so my husband has his own interesting story. <laughs> he was born in India. I don't really want to share too much. I feel like it's his story to say. You know what I mean? Right. But his side, he came to the United States to go to college. Like, long story short, he became Jewish. And then on my end, I became religious. I didn't grow up religious. And it kind of coincided at about the same time. <laughs> mm. He was in Pennsylvania, I was in New Jersey. And then I was, you know, at a point where I wanted to get married, I wanted to start a family. I was trying to meet people and I just wasn't meeting anyone that I felt clicked, I guess. Uh, and it was very hard for me. So I called up a friend and I said, you went to Yeshiva University. I said, you graduated with all these different people. You know so many guys. Why don't you set me up with people? Have a Havis Israel. Where's your Havis Israel? Where's your help for your fellow Jew? Set me up with someone. You know people. Just give me a name. <laughs> and I said, I know people don't want to get involved in Shittukim. I know Shittukim are very difficult because of different liabilities. Just don't know what's going to happen. Just You don't have to have any liability. Just give me a name and a city, just a first name. Don't tell me last name. I'll find them. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he said, okay, how about Shlomo from Wilkesbury? So I said, okay, I'm going to find Shlomo from Wilkesbury. Okay. <laughs> so I called up my Revitin that helped me a lot throughout my journey becoming religious. And I said, Shlomo, Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania, find him. And she did. <laughs> So she found him. <laughs> so on his end, he was getting called. This rabbi was getting this call. Who is Shlomo from Wilkesbury? We need to find him and set him up with this girl from New Jersey. <laughs> anyway, long story short, we met and we dated a few months and then we got that was married. That, that was wow. that. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I think that speaks to to the drive that you have, you know, like everybody has these qualities that they just take through with them in life and they show up in different ways at different times in life. And I think this, like, you know, you're obviously a very driven person and you have a lot of faith. You have a lot of Amuna to be able to take that name and run with it and be willing to go there. So, and I think that carries through in the work <laughs> that you've done as well. Yeah. So that's how we met. And now we've been married, Baruch Hashem, going on 12 years. Very nice. Very, very nice. Okay. So you got married and then started having kids. And so walk okay. us through. Yeah. 
Okay, so we lived in New Jersey for a year and then we moved to Pennsylvania. I had a really hard time when we first moved. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just a different state. I didn't have family around. It was just a new community. It was just a lot of new things. I just was married a year. Okay. Um, the day that we moved, I found out I was pregnant. Wow. <laughs> so it was like just a lot. I had a really hard time moving in, but then we moved from where we were living and then moved more to a central location where the community was. And I started kind of coming out of myself and getting to know people. And that's when I started really loving it here. Hmm. So I love my community. (laughs) If any community members are listening, I love my community. (laughs) (laughs) Every single person. (laughs) So then let's see. So we had kids. I was working in a preschool and I loved that. I loved working with kids and I really liked getting creative with them and doing different projects and things. And then I got a bit burnt out. (laughs) So I guess that happens. I guess I felt like I was caring for everybody else. And then my own was kind of being put on the back burner. And then when I got home from school, I didn't have as much patience for them because I saved all my patience for everybody else. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's when I said, okay, I need a break. I need to take a year off. And so I started homeschooling them in that year. And then I just haven't gone back. And that was five years ago. Beautiful. So why do you homeschool your kids? <laughs> it's a big question. <laughs> I have to think what to say. There's so much to it. I have to think what yeah. part to share about it. Yeah. Why do I homeschool them? So I started because we all needed a break from school, right? We were lacking sleep because we were, for whatever reason, we just couldn't get to bed on time. And then we had to be up in the morning. Okay. So that was one thing. And then the other thing was, it was just stressful to get out of the house. It was stressful coming home. We were just always de-stressing. So I needed to get out of that stress. That pattern. How did the stress manifest? If you don't mind sharing, like, what did it look like? Just more how I felt like I had a three, when I first started the year and the end of the year, she was over a year. But when I first started, I had three kids. My youngest was one at the time. And she would be fast asleep, but I had to get to work on time. So I pick her up and put her right into the cold freezing car in the winter. (laughs) And I didn't like it. To me, that was stressful. Mm -hmm. I didn't like how that was. And just getting everybody dressed and getting everybody out Mm -hmm. and just getting out and getting everybody back into the car and coming home. And then I had to make supper. It was just like a rush, rush, rush day. Like, we had to do bedtime. And then it was just like, I didn't really have time to sit and read with them. I I wanted to have time to enjoy my time with them. Yeah. And you you didn't feel like you were having that. I didn't feel like that year I was having that. No. Okay. There's a lot of factors that played into it also. Like if I had sent my kids to school now, because I have now five years more motherhood experience, maybe I could manage it better. I don't know. We're just enjoying our life right now doing what we're doing. So I wouldn't do that but at the time it was just very stressful yeah and I think that there's no right or wrong you know everybody has their own choices to make and this feeling this feeling of stress is obviously something that you became very aware of you didn't like and so you decided to make a change and I'm sure there were plenty of other factors but it sounds like that was you know one driving factor and I think we should all take from that and know that life is a journey and things change. We change, people in our lives change, circumstances change, 
And we should always, you know, feel that it's not wrong to make changes when we feel it's right. 100%. I'm asked the question, would you ever think of sending your kids back to school? And I say, you know, I don't know. I don't want to say no, because, you know, you just don't know how life is or what's going to happen. And I might need to send my kids back to school or like, I'll see that they're going to thrive better in school at a certain point in their life, you know? Yeah. You know, you just don't know what will be. So never like close your head off to something. I'm not like anti-school. I'm not, I am (laughs) pro-homeschooling, but I'm not going to say to everybody like, yes, you should definitely homeschool, you know? It's really everybody's decision. It's whatever works for people at a certain time. Yeah. So what's your approach to educating your children, both academically and also just in general, if you, you know, in terms of. I mean, I've read a bunch about different philosophies and things, and I think they all have a lot of good merits. And I think they all have what is good and what everybody can use and benefit from. But I'll be honest, my baby's a year old right now. And when he was born, it was very hard for me to get back into our routine, back into sitting down. Okay, let's sit and do some work and do some workbooks, you know, that kind of stuff. Like it was very hard for me to get back into it. And so I was trying to read up about homeschool. Maybe I needed a philosophy. Maybe I need to stick to a philosophy and then that'll help me. But then it was just overwhelming for me. And I think also the pandemic, I think a lot of stuff was just overwhelming So I rearranged a bit. (laughs) So I came up with this thing. I call it enjoy life, my enjoy life philosophy and just do what's fun and just enjoy your life. That's basically what it is, making it fun, like having fun in the process. That's great. So does that mean that you don't do things that you don't like? No. (laughs) So like, for example, we have to do Kriya. I'm doing Kriya with one of my daughters. She has to learn how to read. So, I mean, I got a fun workbook that we're using and she likes it, but like we could still do Kriya, but have hot chocolate with it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I say we're sweetening the Kriya. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I love that philosophy. It sounds so simple. The enjoy life philosophy. And it's something that I've been thinking about recently a lot as well is just there's always more money to have there are always more things to do there's always a nicer this and a better that and it's healthy to want more and it's healthy to look to the future and it can really detract from the here and now and the enjoyment and so try to find those little moments the little things as you said to sweeten it to make things a little more palatable even when you're not having fun doing a certain thing like Making dinner for me personally is not so fun, but there are things that I can do and incorporate into that to make it much more enjoyable, whether it's putting on music or a podcast, you know? Yeah. So I'll tell you something (laughs) on the side of our house, uh, a few years ago, I planted milkweed and it's supposed to attract monarch butterflies, but we haven't gotten a monarch butterfly on it. (laughs) So this year we saw a big caterpillar, a monarch butterfly caterpillar. Every day we were checking it and we saw it change every day. It would change into a cocoon. Now the cocoon's gone. We don't know what happened to it, but every day we were looking at this caterpillar and I'm saying to myself, okay, we have to dive in, right? Let them just look at the caterpillar for a second and then we'll dive in, you know, they'll be in a happy mood. (laughs) Yeah. And it's interesting for me. Like I'm not sitting there with my arms over my, you know, crossed and my like, okay, come on. Did you see the caterpillar? 
stop, you know, I'm out there. I'm like, wow, <laughs> that's really cool. You know, stop and smell the roses. Okay. Ready, everybody? Let's come back in. Now we're going to dive in. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of what it is. Like, don't lose sight of what needs to get done. Stay focused. Yeah. But yeah. there's other things also in life that they're going to remember and yeah, I think that this enjoy life, it's like we overlook it so much. Yeah, so I yeah. want to say I'm not an expert in Chinook. I'm just a mother doing my thing, <laughs> trying to raise kids that are strong and confident and capable and love Judaism and have their own personal connection with Hashem. Like, I'm also doing it. Like, don't take my word that this is what's going to help you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> maybe in a year, maybe I'll have some more wisdom to share. Yeah. You know, like, I'm always growing and I'm always changing and like, I'm always growing with my kids as they get older. Yeah. And I think that that's really valuable. You know, getting expert advice, there's definitely a place for it and it's huge. And also just learning from our peers which yeah. is what I am too, you know, just appear yeah. and is equally as valuable and at times even more so. So I think that, you know, what you're sharing, it's going to hit someone and it's going to be what they need. I hear so many women now in my life and also just online. I don't know what it is, if it's in the air, but it just seems like we're so overwhelmed. <laughs> mm -hmm. That seems to be like the general consensus with mothers yeah. nowadays is we're just totally completely overwhelmed and it's just helped me tremendously to stop and say okay what do I want to do right now mm -hmm. do I want to sit here and tackle the dishes and think about everything that I have to do <laughs> you know sometimes maybe that is what I want to do when I stop and say okay what do I want to do right now Sometimes it is dishes. Sometimes I just want to go out there with my kids and paint and do some art, yeah. you know, and it kind of makes everything a little better and a little easier. Yeah, absolutely. Being present is something that I'm reading about right now. I forgot the name of the book that I'm reading, but it's about happiness. And what she writes is that being able to tune in and not multitask and to train ourselves when we're doing dishes, be doing dishes and bask in <laughs> the greatness bask of in the dishes <laughs> in doing dishes like let yourself kind of relax into that and then you know have a time for working and a time for when you're with your kids being with your kids you know that really helps us to de-stress it's like the number one tool that we can use to de-stress and it might be one of the hardest is to just do one thing at a time and be present it's a hard balance I'll tell you it's a hard balance also because I know sometimes for myself I'll be in the moment and then I know that there's dishes and I know that the laundry piles up and I know that there's a spill from breakfast that I still gotta clean up you know what I'm saying yeah it's yeah. just a lot of stuff and I'm like okay if I'm not doing that then give it a few hours, it's going to layer. <laughs> it's going to be another <laughs> yeah. layer of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think that's part of the overwhelm is that we're like thinking, okay, for the future, okay, it's just going to get worse. And there's always worse. <laughs> yeah. It's always going to be there. And yeah. at a certain point, it does have to get done. That's also the balance. Yeah. No, I yeah. mean, there's so many reasons for moms to be overwhelmed these days. Yeah. And Nobody is alone in feeling that overwhelm. I think, you know, yeah. I feel it, you feel it, 
everybody feels it. And it's just about finessing that balance and knowing that sometimes it's just going to be that things are going to pile onto each other and that that's okay. And it happens sometimes. And it doesn't mean that every day has to be that way. Right. Just because your dishes are like out of control, (laughs) it doesn't mean you're not in control. It's Mm -hmm. just life. That's just part of life. Kids are like having kids is a blessing. It's messy. It's a blessing. I started doing this thing every morning. (laughs) It's been, I would say, going on three weeks. (laughs) I wake up and I have two cups of coffee and I have a book and whatever my kids need. I'm like, not until after my coffee. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, it's such a nice start to my day. I like starting my day with a book and two cups of coffee, (laughs) not just one. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that sounds wonderful. And that's part of your enjoyment and being able to take that time to kind of fuel up before hitting the ground running. Yeah, and I think also to recognize everything as a choice. So you said earlier that just because dishes are piling up doesn't mean you're not in control. And I think we feel out of control so often because there's so many triggers that might make us feel out of control and not much ultimately is in our control and everything's a choice. So like you have a choice whether to do those dishes now or to do something else. And Mm -hmm. it's okay to make the choice to do something else. And so in that way, you really are in control and being aware of all those things and those choice points, I think can also go a long way to helping us to de-stress and feel, you know, better as a person and as a mother. This is such a great conversation. I'm loving, <laughs> loving, loving it. And everyone listening, I, I hope that you're finding little things, little bits and pieces from this conversation to take into your own life. So Hannah, before we close up, tell us a little bit more about your workbooks. Okay. So what makes them a bit different than what's out there is that they're open-ended. Let's talk about any subject. Let's take English language arts, right? And let's say you get a curriculum. A lot of times, not all the time, but a lot of times there's a right answer. There's a wrong answer. There's what you're learning in that lesson. There's what you're supposed to take from that lesson and then how you apply it. And they tell you how to apply it. So my workbooks are open-ended and that it doesn't tell you what lesson you're going to take. There's no right answer. There's no wrong answer. It's just whatever is meaningful to you. Look, I could share with you about every Parsha about so many lessons and things that I've learned from them, but I want other people to get what they learn from it. So I made the Parsha journal, like just fully open-ended so that you can take whatever lesson and whatever way the Parsha is meaningful in your own life for you. And all my journals and workbooks are like that. There's no answer. It's just fully open-ended for people to like, you know, use their head and think and create and put it on paper. Very, very nice. So do they focus on Jewish subjects or do you have like a math workbook and an English workbook? And Yeah, so they're all Jewish. I have an English language arts. I have a writing book. I have an art book. I mean, I have all different stuff. I don't have math yet. It's on my list, but they're all Jewish. Okay, and where are they available for people to purchase? So on Amazon, if you search Hanavula, then my stuff will pop up. And who would benefit from these? Are they designed for parents who homeschool their kids? It's really for anybody. Some of them are more homeschooly, like the English language arts creative writing book is more a homeschooly thing. 
but like the art book, I mean, there's a lot of books there that are not just for homeschoolers. It's more like if you just want to have fun, you know, like there's a fun book there. I have a Jewish fun book, mm. which is really fun for kids in the summer also. So it's really not just for homeschoolers. They're really for everybody. And there's some for moms also. The Parsha journal, I had moms in mind. Very cool. So yeah, not just homeschoolers. Okay. And like, do parents need to be guided as to how to use them for their kids? Like, are there resources for parents as well when they're working on their workbooks with their children? Or is it pretty self-explanatory and the kids roll with it on their own? Yeah, it's pretty self-explanatory. Kids will roll with it. Cool. We will put the link in the show notes, guys, so that you can go and check them out and grab a copy if you'd like. And Khan, I think you have a giveaway for one lucky listener. Am I right? Yeah. So the first person to email me over Instagram and you tell me which one you want, I'll send it to you for free. Just tell me your address. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> okay. So one lucky winner can get a free workbook of your choice by just sending Kana a DM in Instagram and we will put the link to her Instagram account so that you can do that very easily. If you don't have an Instagram, ask a friend to do it for you. <laughs> and of course, you know, as you're listening to this episode, if there are things that you're really loving, or if you have a friend in mind who could really benefit from this episode, please, please, please share on social media, forward in an email, send a text with the link to someone who you think would benefit because that is how we all gain and we all become better people. And hopefully this can help some of you and some of your friends make motherhood just a little bit easier because it is a tough journey sometimes. So Hannah, thank you so much for joining me. This was a great conversation. Yeah. And everyone out there, thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Two Mom Life podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please remember to rate us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you would like to learn more about me and my work helping moms feel filled up and in balance or helping moms integrate family adventures, big and small, into mom life, or to explore how we can work together, visit my website, loveadventuremom.com, or find me on Facebook and Instagram at the handle loveadventuremom. Till next time, l'chaim to life.